You're listening to the Big Shiny Podcast. Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. The Big Shiny Robot Podcast is brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery. This is Nick. This is Lucas. This is John. This is Tom. This is Tyson. And you're listening to the Big Shiny Podcast. If you need a place to drink some good coffee and read comics, Watchtower Cafe is the place for you. The cool thing about Watchtower is it's not just a coffee shop with comic books. It's a great place that lets the geek community in Utah hang out and get together. Go check them out at 1588 South State and tell them Big Shiny Robot sent you. So Talking over the music and shit. I'm trying to mix it live because I think it would be a thing to do. We are. Yeah, we are. Tom's All doing right. it live, man. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Bill O'Reilly style. Goddamn Bill O'Reilly. We're gonna sexually harass uh-huh. dozens of women. Not get fired for it. Dozens. Well, I mean, we can't really. I guess I could get, one of us could get fired by Lucas. Be supported but, by another man who sexually harasses women. I'm going to make millions on book deals from it. Would I be firing people or just be like, hey, don't show up anymore? I mean, I guess it's technically a firing. I mean, like, yeah, can you just not come <laughs> next time? Listen, you said some things. Sorry, I always come every time I sexually harass somebody. Yeah. <sighs> That's how you seal the deal. <laughs> Jackalit joke as you're getting fired. <laughs> Lucas looked real disappointed in me yeah. when I said that. I feel bad now. I was trying to work that. I was just running <laughs> it, slow. It, I, was, I was on the same yeah. page. It came up. Uh, God, damn it. God damn it. So uh, first and foremost, thanks for coming, dudes, to the swap meet. The three of you and helping out. It was fun. And Tyson, who we were saying to Tyson today. Did you see that fucking sick coat he bought at the swap meet? Oh man, that coat's the best. Dude, He's gonna look so good in that. He, yeah. he bought a Tyson badass coat. Just... <laughs> the Star Lord jacket. Yeah, he bought he bought it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he remembers that because he said when he was leaving early, I've got my cooler over there, make sure Tom brings it to the yeah. house. And then that jacket I picked up, which yeah. is super fucking cool. He must have drank uh, more than I thought he did because he's like swearing he didn't buy it. But I clearly remember him handing money and taking the jacket. It'll it's totally not fit. just Star-Lord yeah. anymore either. If either any of you have watched the first two episodes of Preacher, it can also oh, be yes. a great oh, tulip. I need oh, to, really? I yeah, need to put those on Tom's lips. That That'd be cool. I've got Ep 1. Okay. Yeah. Because I haven't seen any of those yet. Yeah. Uh, episode 1 was Episode two was. I haven't watched episode two. Oh, yet. I need to catch up. Episode one was man. amazing. Two was. I need to catch up. Beyond great. Yeah, you do. I feel bad about two it. Two is very much a Cassidy episode. Nice. It is fantastic. He's the he's my favorite part of that show. The episode yeah. I've watched thus far. Yeah, I'm like halfway into the first season. I like Cassidy a lot in that show. <laughs> just want to talk about. It. I don't want to read it. <laughs> All right, moving on. Okay, so um, spiders. We've had a request before to do a primer episode from your Bentley. Gal, Bentley. Bentley and a space hooker. Bentley and the space hooker. And props to Bentley for letting the Bohemian know that he drinks our beer based on our podcast, which, by yeah, the way, we are sponsored by the Bohemian Brewery. Bentley also showed up to work in a kilt on Friday. <laughs> what? Did you not? Oh, I wasn't. Tom. No, dude. I was flying home, and then I, I was up. So... For work travel, Josh and I have this thought that every time we book flights, we're like, yeah, if we fly out super early in the morning, we'll be home. And every time we're like, this was a great idea on paper and we shouldn't have done it. <sighs> Dear God, that's hot. God damn, Bentley looked good in the kilt. Plus he wore hiking boots. Oh, damn. Well, my friend Bentley, this episode then is for you. We're going to do a little Spider-Man primer. like a badass with a heart of gold, this guy. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much. That defines I mean, him. He looks like he could murder someone. Could or did. But then, like, he's got these two sweet kids. The wife is wearing kilts. Yeah. 
And yeah. he, he showed up in the kill and he's like, well, everybody's like, why? And he's like, Nick didn't believe I would. And I did. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking showed me. You, see his balls? you got got. No. They were weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, some of this, I think we need to approach it in the way that if someone didn't know necessarily much about Spider-Man and I get that there's been five fucking movies and we've seen the origin story a million times, but I still want to kind of approach this as all right, somebody that hasn't necessarily done anything with Spider-Man or seen it. And we want to introduce them into what they might need to know to jump into the movie. All right. So I want to start out first, what we know about this movie, Spider-Man homecoming. It's uh, Peter Parker, no origin. And the villains are going to be the Vulture and the Shocker, right? As far as, far as, as we know. Yeah. yeah. Shocker's really not a very threatening villain, though. Oh. So, like, that's not something I'd be super afraid of. <laughs> I was trying to make a sexual joke, and then that audio clip blew my brain up. Yeah, that I happens. Fucked that fucked me up. I don't even remember my name. So, um, the Vulture. He hasn't been featured yet in the movies. Originally, Spider-Man 3 was going to be Sandman and the Vulture. And then Avi Arad pushed for it to be Venom instead of the Vulture. So this is the first outing we're having oh, on the Vulture. What a what a great decision that was. Best right? decision. Well, and I don't know if... I think I mentioned this on the podcast before, but originally Sam Raimi had written Spider-Man 3 and 4. They were going to film them together, and both were going to feature Sandman and the Vulture. And it would carry over both movies. And then Black Cat might be introduced somewhere in there. But uh, yeah, Avi Arad came in and said, I want you to do one movie and put Venom in it instead of the Vulture. Figured out. Um, totally unrelated. And that's how they got the musical. I would have much rather had a Topher Grace Spider Man than a Toby Maguire Spider Man. I can get down on that. Right? He would have been, been great. I have to Google Topher Grace. Hold on. Eric Foreman from that 70s. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He'd be Horrible a good Venom, but would have been a great. He's also apparently here in Salt Lake filming a Little Women show of some sort. Really? Yeah. We should go say hi. Let him know. <laughs> Just let him know. Hey, him as Spider-Man. hey, you would have yeah. been a good Spidey. We know you're like 37 now. but Ask him how Red's doing. Would have been great. Would have been great. Would have been great. Okay, so the Vulture. Uh, John, it sounds like you've been doing a lot, a uh, little extra homework here. And we've got a list of stuff that we were going to try to cover. But from what I recall, the Amazing Spider-Man 240 and 241 is where the Vulture was introduced. Well, not introduced. He's been around. Vulture's been around since the Stan Lee writing days. Round, it's like round, the first around. He's been around since. I mean, he was in <laughs> the first. Episodes. Yeah, it was twenty the issues of Amazing Spider-Man way back when, but he never had an origin story. The reason I would say Amazing Spider-Man two forty and two forty one, which was like nineteen eighty four, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. um, is they actually go into his backstory, and it's the only time it's ever really addressed. Gotcha. And I think it'll play into this movie based on the trailers. Uh, he clearly has a resentment towards Stark Industries. Mm-hmm. And reading this backstory and rereading it uh, recently, um, his whole story is he was a inventor, an engineer working for another person. Mm-hmm. Irrelevant in this, but... And the guy ends up screwing him. He says, we're only making X amount of money on this product. And really, he was raking him over the coals and stealing most of the profit. No. And so Adrian Toomes, the vulture, took his invention, which was like a magnetic suit that enabled him to break the laws of gravity and enhance his strength, uh, went on a revenge spree. 
because this guy burned him. And I feel like within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's going to be very similar. I imagine he was at one point a engineer for Stark Industries and Stark either because he shut down the weapons program or whatever he's doing, mm. just mishandled his inventions in some way. And so he now wants to steal them back and get revenge. That sounds super plausible. Yeah. But especially, I, I mean, obviously with having Robert Downey Jr. in the movie, that makes yeah, a lot more sense. I, mm. I think that's the direction they're going to go. Kind of tie in the same story, but make it relatable to characters already existing within the cinematic universe. So you think they're going to ignore the prequel of Birdman? He's so great. <laughs> We'd have to make some reference to it. I would it's just too easy. I mean, I've said it before. I wish all movies would just do nods to other movies and all just the tie time. them all together. Yeah, it'd be <laughs> fantastic. Um, I heard just randomly somebody it popped up on. I think I was reading through Reddit that Spider-Man's suit has an AI voice. I believe it because it's yeah. That sounds right. I just feel like that Civil War plot is going to be just a, I don't know, 15 years younger Spider-Man doing all the same things. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely feels like it because they brought in Peter Parker for Civil War. And so this is could be an extension of that. And it seems like his suit is this, you know, Iron Man super suit. And that's what I, so I started reading or rereading the Spider-Man Civil War runs. And that's from, thanks to John's recommendation. And that's. That's what I was picking up on. I was like, oh, I, ne- I never don- I just never clicked in my brain that like most of the stuff they're doing about the suit is probably heavily or loosely, like, at least loosely based on yeah, this. Yeah, I feel it like was- it's going to play a big part in it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, and I also just reread all of Amazing Spider-Man during Civil War and leading up to Civil War and Civil War itself, and I think that relationship will also yep. tie into it pretty heavily where he, Peter Parker, envies Tony Stark, respects him, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Stark kind of burns him in a different way in this one, but you know Peter realizes he has to figure out like, yeah, this guy I look up to is telling me what's right, but it's probably not right. I probably need to figure this out right. on my own. So tell me, for those that don't know, since we're going through this primer, what happens in Civil War, the comic books, with the relationship between Peter and Tony? So Tony pretty much takes on Peter as like an apprentice, right? And he essentially pulls him into like a blood oath. Like, hey, I've done all this for you and MJ. So because of that, I need you to back me basically 100%. Like, and out yourself as Peter Parker as Spider-Man. That yeah, is part yeah, of so yeah, that is part of what happens there, right? The mm-hmm. Stamford, Connecticut bombing with Nitro happens. Right. Mm-hmm. And Tony decides human, superhumans need to register. And Peter working for Tony as Peter Parker as well as apprenticing as the... Iron Spider at that point mm-hmm. um, says he'll back him up on it, and he becomes the face of the Superhuman Registration Act. At Tony Stark's request, he unmasks himself in front of the world. Um, nothing good comes from it. He yeah, gets it ruins sued his life. by the Daily Bugle. His family's constantly attacked. It ultimately results in the death of Aunt May, mm-hmm. and him and, which, and MJ being on the run with no money. Yeah, yeah. Which he literally predicts happened in like the second issue of the Civil War Spider Man. Like he literally says to the committee, like if this happens, this will happen. Yeah, but it's also pushed. I don't know if you recall, but he goes back to wearing the black costume during that period as well because he loses. Immediately Tony following yeah. his support, so he doesn't have the suit anymore, and he doesn't want to be associated with Tony Stark and the Registration Act. So yeah, he wears the black symbiote costume. 
back in black and that's when he one of my favorite issues where he sneaks into prison where fisk is yeah and threatens to kill him with webbing shooting webbing down his throat so he'll suffocate um which is pretty fucked up yeah a little bit fucked up yeah i mean the civil war i mean it basically comes down to yes tony stark he's pragmatic but he has no moral compass whatsoever and I think that will still show in the cinematic yep. universe, even though it, it revolves heavily around Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. Do you? Um, so I mean, because at the end of I can't remember if it's the end of Secret, inv- not Secret Invasion. Um, I can't remember if it's the end of Siege, where he lobotomizes himself, or is it the end of Civil War where he lobotomizes himself? No, Tony that Stark? is that's, yeah, yeah, past all that. and, that's past all yeah, that. Okay. After he is uh, removed as director of Shield. Okay, so that's my timelines are off then. Here's a weird thing. Did you guys hear somewhat related to this that um, supposedly Peter Parker's already been in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Oh, they're yeah, like yeah, retroactively. Yeah. yeah. I know. They're retconning him in. Yeah. Isn't that funny? There's going to be like it's a so super. Stupid. Yeah. It's There's really so stupid. stupid. <laughs> and people be... are making a huge deal out of it. And it's something Tom Holland said kind of haphazardly. Someone yeah. asked him. So what it is is an Iron Man 2. There's a little kid in the Iron Man mask that Tony saves at the very end when he you know holds yeah. his hand up to shoot one of the the robots and they're saying that that was Peter Parker. Um, and, but it doesn't seem like Peter's that obsessed with him. At least when he meets him, he's like, Oh, Hey, uh, Tony Stark, what are you doing here? Yeah. Don't fuck my aunt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if you did or didn't save me. Yeah. Hands off, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's a little bit about the vulture. We've talked mm-hmm. a little bit about the costume and civil war and some of those tie-ins. And at least in the comic books being associated with Tony did not go well for Peter. Um, right. But it feels like this is a little bit different. It seems like it's more uh, Tony pulls his funding or pulls his suit because he thinks that Peter's getting in too much trouble and causing too much. Uh, it's probably not good for Tony if he's got the Superhero Registration Act and this underage superhero that he's kind of sponsored is causing problems. That doesn't look good for Tony. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know how well it's actually going to play. Like, what everyone needs to keep in mind is Infinity War and the end of most of these people's contracts is right around the corner. Like, Thor Ragnarok, for however it ends, it's not going to end well. Right. He is going to be a hammerless Thor, if nothing else. Yeah. I mean, uh, most of these recent Marvel movies are ending on pretty sour notes. And I think Spider-Man will be no different. I think it's going to have some heavy undertones of bad things are on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see their relationship not being good at all at the end of this movie. Uh, any thoughts? No, I would agree with that. I mean, it seems like it feels somewhat spoilery, but the the second trailer they released kind of tells the whole movie, you know? And so I, I, sorry for those that are maybe trying to avoid spoilers. This would be a good time to skip ahead a minute or two, but it seems like Peter has the suit. At some point, Tony pulls the suit, and then you have a final battle with the Vulture and Peter, where Peter's just wearing the first costume, which is like a hoodie and sweats. And yeah, I, I would agree. I would imagine this movie will end where maybe somehow Peter's gotten a little bit of um, some kind of vindication from Tony, but I would imagine he might still keep his distance, or Tony will end up keeping his distance. It doesn't seem like the this super suit that Peter has is going to last. It wouldn't make sense. All right, we'll see what happens. But... Yeah. So that's the suit. That's the vulture. Um, what about the shocker? Because from my recollection, they they go they delve into him a bit in the the ultimate series. So I can talk to his origin, 
but I don't know as much from Amazing. Do you, are you familiar with the Shocker or where he comes I honestly from? Honestly, don't. He's just like a two-bit crook. His, I mean, comics-wise, he hasn't been in it a ton since the Stan Lee. Like he was one of the first Spider-Man villains. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember his origin story. And then he was a frequent on the '90s Spider-Man yeah. cartoon show. That right. is most of my exposure because he's not in the comic books a whole hell of a lot. Is right. that who uh, Dong Lover is playing? That's what I thought, but I don't know. It felt like that was going to be him because I think it's a, I think a black guy plays him, and he would be the, the billing for it. No, no, no. That's like from the toys. Right. The views expressed on this right. show. <laughs> we actually used to have that to start the show um, back in the day. I yeah, mean, I, you, I, I just express know all that, the views for myself. Yeah, I just know that he's in the movie. <laughs> I don't rep anything you say. You rep everything I say. So, um, in the Ultimate Comics, one of the Peter Parker series, I really liked how they treated it, and I'm hoping that they do similar in this. But the Shocker just shows up, and he's always just kind of in the way of Peter doing things. He's trying to rob this bank or whatever, and Peter shows up, makes fun of him a bunch, busts him, and then leaves. And you never really find out his origin. There's one issue. That's great that they don't really, I don't think will come into play with this movie, but the the shocker, he's robbing a bank. Peter Parker shows up again as Spider-Man, but this time it's a trap. And so the shocker does something, disorients Peter, knocks him out, and then he ends up tying him up in some warehouse somewhere on a chain. And he's just livid because he takes his mask off. He's like, he's a fucking kid. You're a fucking kid. And you've been ruining my life. Like, do you have any idea what this has done to me? Every time I try to do something, you're in the way. And the whole issue is him getting ready to kill Peter Parker. Of course, you know, Peter gets out of it. But hmm. that's the most I've seen of any backstory with the Shocker. And even that is just... I feel like... I can't remember. And this could just be my brain making connections that don't exist. But I feel like the two-bit crook thing, like... I'm pretty sure I saw some origin thing somewhere where he just, like, stumbled across the zappy stuff. Like, during a robbery or something. And that's how he became the Shocker. Like, I think it might have been during the 90s cartoon. Like, he's robbing a warehouse... Mm-hmm. And that warehouse happens to have his zappy tools. And in this movie, it would make sense that if the vulture has this tech that he's either robbing or he's getting back from Tony Stark by stealing it, that it would end up in some other people's hands. And maybe it's one of his right hand dudes. Yeah. Maybe that's how they bring it in. I don't know. Um, so we've talked a little bit about all that good stuff. It seems like they're also borrowing a bit from the Miles Morales Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. In what ways do you feel? Uh, I think the biggest is uh, before Ultimate Spider-Man, Spider-Man didn't really have, well, he they, he had a good friend in that it was Harry, but he didn't have a best friend that he confided everything in. Mm. Um, him and Harry were definitely at odds because Harry you know, hated Spider-Man because Spider-Man killed his father. Uh, but in Miles Morales, his best friend before he gets uh, uh, superpowers is Gonky, who's this you know fat Asian dude that loves Lego. And in the trailer, we've seen... Mm-hmm. You know, Peter Parker has this friend that's bad Asian guy, loves Lego. It's he's building the Death Star, drops it. Yep. Nice Disney plug for their other franchise, Star Wars. So I, I'm thinking that uh, they're borrowing quite a bit from that and that relationship, which is a lot of fun because mm-hmm. he's the he's the guy that keeps Peter or well, he keeps Miles Morales going. He's the one that keeps saying like, "No, you've got these powers. You need to keep fighting crime. You need to go be associated with these other superheroes." Do you think they are? dropping Norman Osborn and Harry Osborn completely? I bet they will from the MCU. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know where they would fit in. It's I agree. I don't I think it's 
They've had two failed attempts now with the Osborne family. Granted, the Willem Dafoe uh, conversation with himself scene is one of the it's greatest great. scenes in Spider-Man. <laughs> Fantastic. But yeah, he didn't. It wasn't what people wanted in the original Sam Raimi Spider-Mans. Well, how would you, how would you retread those grounds without doing what's been done in both of these series? Yeah, totally, and I I agree with that completely. And that's why I'm wondering: do they just drop it completely? But to stay true to Spider-Man, I mean, Osborne is his greatest nemesis. Both of them, Harry and Norman. What's the um because in the ultimate series it's not osborne industries that ends up being the big bad guy i can't oh, remember it's, the name um, of it they're tying it into cloak and dagger too it's um yeah because that's the company that instead of osborne spider-man 2099 is always in in uh battle it's like retro Alchemax. no 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 it's no, not Alchemax. No, um, no 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 i can't remember but Roxanne? i feel like rocks rocks on yeah. okay. so i yep. feel like they're going more that route i wouldn't be surprised if they make some mention of the Osborne family or, but I don't think we'll see it. I just feel like the MCU is too crowded for yep. Osborne's. They're just, well, they've done that. And it seems like Kevin Feig's big thing has been, we are not retreading any ground. And Sony wants to continue making, they have the Venom movie. They've said they want to do a sinister six movie, which would then they need Osborne. Yeah. And how are you going to do that's a whole nother set of contracts. You got to deal with Well. It just bums yeah. me out. Like I get it, and it hasn't been successful. But as a Spider-Man fan, like it's, it's pretty crucial. It's always Especially in high school. Yeah. When I, I yeah. mean, they could potentially find a way to tie it back in without repeating the origin nonsense. Who's Miles Morales's like nemesis? I stopped. He doesn't have a specific one. Um, I mean, at the beginning, it's his uncle because yeah. they yeah. plop that story a bit. Um, and then there's that the symbiote that like is hunting, and then there's like the drama with his dad hating mutants. It really, it's his. His is definitely a, more like the X Men. Okay. Um, where it's a much bigger idea. I've only read a few issues from him. Whatever happened with that girl he was kind of dating, whose parents were supervillains? Did that? That ever... didn't go well for him. Okay. Yeah, he. They were Hydra, and so oh, okay. he ended up being captured by Hydra, and I. Uh, he barely got out of that with i think it was nick fury helped him out with that i don't you guys don't read that right you don't read the ultimate miles Morales. i stopped around i started again i read the first couple and then i don't know why i stopped i think there was just too many spider books occurring there's a at lot that time there still is a lot and i just is no offense to bendis but like the slot spider-man was so good i didn't want to mm-hmm I want to dive into. I didn't really care about it at the time, and now I enjoy it quite a bit. And I've gone back and read a good chunk of it. But I would when say it was that, coming out, I wasn't getting it. I, I would say this that is stupid. That run, Ultimate Spider-Man, from beginning to death, is probably my favorite in- version of Spider-Man. The Peter Parker. Yeah, the way that they tell the stories and yeah. how he interacts, because they've gone back. The problem with, like we've talked about before, with Amazing Spider-Man is there's so much continuity since the 60s, whereas with Ultimate Spider-Man, they were able to say, okay, now we're introducing Doc Ock. How do we want to have this character yeah. interact and where do we want to take this? Mm. Instead of, hey, what crazy villain do we need to come up with this week? You know, yeah, a guy with eight arms. Well, four extra arms. So what is Marvel doing right now that say, I want to, uh, I, I enjoy the movie or I, I want to get ready for the movie? They've got a new series starting. 
there's one issue in is that just Spidey? No, it's not Spidey. It's Peter Parker, right? Yeah, I would say Spidey though. Okay. For anyone, if your kid or you go to see this movie and you're like, "Yes, I love this young Spider-Man," do not go to your comic book store and buy Amazing Spider-Man because you're not going to know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> Peter That's Parker true. right now is like a millionaire on top of the world, owns the largest company. He's like the best version of Tony Stark. Tech. Yeah, I yeah. mean, um, they have the series Spidey going on. I think they're like, God, they got to be around twenty something issues in right now. That sounds right. Right around twenty. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty much the untold stories of Spider-Man, and they're going back to year one, in between all the big stuff with Osborne and things like that, and it's just him. It's just Peter Parker figuring out how to be Spider-Man and manage a secret identity and lying to his family to protect them. It's like so, core Spider-Man. Yeah, shit. it's great. I know I've only read a handful of issues just because I got so many comic books. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it was really good. It's fun. It's an all ages book and it's just snarky Peter Parker. A little too overconfident given his experience at the time and learning that the hard way. It's, Gotcha. And yeah. that's just called Spidey. It's called Spidey. Yeah, that that sounds like a really great recommendation. I know that they, they just started another series. I haven't read it yet called just Peter Parker Spider-Man. And I think that's supposed to be similar where it's uh, not necessarily in any specific time frame, just little anthology stories about Spider-Man. There's too many goddamn spider books. Oh, mm-hmm. man, you got that. You got Spider-Gwen. Is Silk still a thing? Um. I don't know if it's still running. Didn't they just start I that? I never read Silk. I only read the tie-ins for the Clone Conspiracy. So, like, mm-hmm. I know it was going like five, six months ago. You know, it probably is then. They just started that one where it's Ben Riley, right? Yeah. I tried to ask Al, and he had no idea what I was talking about. What is the name of that series where Ben Riley is uh, Doc Ock is in Ben Riley's body? It hasn't actually started yet. What will it be called? It's uh, he calls himself. The douchey spider. No, he calls himself like the superior octopus. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pretty much the same thing. It's just not superior Spider-Man. Is that going to be the name of the series? I don't know. I can't remember. There's I'll one. Let me know because I, you know. I want to read yeah, that. That's yeah. a... There's one that's in like its second or third issue. And I fucking, I don't know. Don't listen to me. I've just been banging. <laughs> I've been banging the tables and banging this. And making just can't stop banging things. Just banging everything. You with your sex jokes. Um. Yeah. They're calling it the Ben Riley Scarlet Spider comic, which is weird. Which he might be in right it because right? they're gonna be. He'll be the nemesis within that book. Oh, okay. So he's pissed at Ben Riley. So maybe it's tied into that, and he is just the main villain, even though they're both villains. So for this movie coming up, um, yeah. we've had a we've had a rough go with Spider Man. We've had a rough like at least three movies, real bad. Yeah. So what hopes Nick and Tom maybe is not s- such close, but definitely John too, being a huge Spider Man fan. What are you, what are your hopes for this movie and this? what it might mean for either the franchise or even just as like a standalone Spider-Man movie. Uh, well, I think first and foremost, Tom Holland's great. I think with Tobey Maguire, he was too big of a crybaby and like poor me. Sure. But Garfield was too cocky it's as too a cool. Peter Parker. Yeah. 
just way too cool. Yeah, yeah. And I think Tom Holland, from what we saw in Civil War, is just that perfect, perfect blend of the two. I think this will be far better. I think he's a much more believable Spider-Man in terms of the age they're trying he, to represent. Yeah, he doesn't feel like... Tobey Maguire always felt too old to be in high school. So did... Uh, too right. old to be in college. He was, what was the other guy? Um, Andrew Garfield? Yeah, he always he's too old to be in high school, too. Like, everybody in that movie was too goddamn old. Tom Holland feels like he's actually in high school. Yeah. And I, I've dug everything they've done with them so far have you guys seen any of the the commercials they've been doing that are just mm-hmm. uh the different sponsors so like they had a starbucks commercial yeah and tom holland wasn't in that i don't think where he comes out of the ceiling but yeah so they had this gag where right at the front desk of the starbucks spider-man would come down on web and be like oh excuse me i gotta grab my coffee and grab his coffee and then zip up like they'd start yelling out names like which jake your coffee's ready it's it sounds like we it was got actually a really macchiato funny. for spider-man and everyone <laughs> starts like spider-man and then he drops down on a web like upside down hey. those guys are like peter parker yeah and he's like thanks for ruining my identity <laughs> yeah. and then they did another one with tom holland where it's a it's an audi commercial and so they uh, tom holland's watching a video of a youtube thing of spider-man and they're making fun of him like crashing a car or something. So he's getting driver's lessons now and he's taking his test. And when it comes out, it's um oh, what is that guy's name? The actor that plays the driver. Is that a teacher? He's a comedian. I forget his name. But he comes out and he's like, Oh wow, fancy car. And he's like, Yeah, it's you know, it's Tony Stark's Audi, you know. Oh, okay. And so they get in the car and the whole commercial is him making fun of Peter and kind of bitching about it. It's funny, but then Peter's of course featuring the different Audi things, how parallel parks and just stupid shit. But then they end the commercial, JB Smoove, that's the guy's name, okay. JB Smoove. So at the end of the Leon commercial, Black. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so at the end of the commercial, he's he's failing the test and the JB Smoove is bitching him out. And then the background is a bank robbery. So in just the background, you see Peter save the day. And anyhow, I, I've really dug that they're using Tom Holland for this stuff or how he's been going to the, the hospitals. And yeah, yeah, he's super clever. Did you watch those videos? I've watched a handful of them. So, he, like, the kid's asking him, like, your hand sticky, your hand yeah. sticky? And he sneaks the pen underneath the web shooter so it sticks to his hand, but the kid can't see it. I think that he's going to be a great Spider-Man. I think you're right. Yeah. I think it's hilarious that they won't tell him anything about Infinity War now because he can't keep his mouth shut. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. He I just mean, keeps dropping everything. So, like, yeah, you're getting, like, your stripped page, and that's it. You don't get anything else. I... I'd be doing the same thing. Oh, yeah. No. I'd be so stoked. I couldn't yeah. keep a secret. How would you? Yeah. Did you see he's got like that whole gym set up in the back? I assume it's his parents' house. Yeah. It can't be his house doing backflips. And... So anyhow, sorry I interrupted. You were saying you think this will be the Peter Parker that's the perfect balance. Yeah. I think I have faith in that. Obviously, Michael Keaton. Like I was kind of weirded out that they chose the Vulture because he is a laughing stock, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's weird. He is a geriatric yeah. bird man. <laughs> like <laughs> these weird issues, 240 and 241 of Amazing Spider-Man, where they tell his backstory, he is literally, he's like, oh, the perfect cover. I'm living in my retirement home. No one will ever come here to find me. And it's like, what? he's living in an old person's home. It is so weird. But I think Michael Keaton will do an excellent job. I think. Unfortunately, they've already used him, but I also felt Ben Kingsley would have been the perfect oh, casting yeah. for this um, with that bald head and kind of yeah bird-like schnauz of his. Yeah, yeah. Um, he would have been great, especially as an over-the-top vulture. Yeah. 
would have been fantastic. But no, I like everything I've seen of Michael Keaton makes me feel good about it. Shocker, I don't I don't think he's gonna be a big villain. I think he's gonna be similar to I help me out here. Like a crossbones type character with right. Captain yeah. America. Yeah. You know? Like I don't there, but not Peter, really there. Maybe how Peter figures out that there are these weapons and that there's gonna be the shipment. Maybe the shocker's the first step in that. Yeah, I mean, or he's tied in because Michael Keaton's this inventor and shocker, the gloves are another, the bracers are something he invented. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, totally. Yeah, so we'll see. But yeah, I, I'm stoked for this movie. And I rarely feel that way about Spider-Man. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's been a long haul since I've been excited for a Spider-Man movie. Yeah. How about you, Tom? What are you uh, hoping for out of this Spider-Man movie? I mean, it just has to be average, to be honest. Like, I'm not super invested in Spider-Man as a character. I think just write that down for a quote. It just has to be average. No, but really, like, (laughs) it just has to be an enjoyable film for me to like, you know, for me to want to sit through it and have fun. And I think Tom Holland did a great job at with his cameo in Avengers. Um, Mm -hmm. so they just need to bank on more of that. I. I'm not sold on the villains right now, and for the same reasons you are. Like, I don't view the I don't view the vulture as like threatening. Mm-hmm. So I think Michael Keaton needs to bring that because otherwise he's just a giant robotic bird. <laughs> uh, so, but I I I, I want to see Tom Holland really live out the character. I think it, I would I think the cameo of Tony Stark will be really good. But mm-hmm. I'm still not super. I'm just not super vested in the Spider-Man universe. So I'm tentatively excited i guess tentatively excited nick do you have any opinions about that one's stoked like i always dug spider-man um just want to see what's gonna happen i don't know fucking ask me friday oh i I totally forgot yeah to talk about this but uh kurt busick back in the early 90s did untold tales of spider-man um and number 20 of that series was a vulture issue Mm-hmm. Uh, again in the retirement home. <laughs> um, but it flashes back A to his origin story but B the series ends he's hired by an emerging Wilson Fist um, to kill the competition and he goes out on a hit and Toombs ends up coming across uh, one of Peter's friends from school who's about to kill himself and he talks this guy off the ledge of the roof of a building <laughs> And then he proceeds to go attempt to kill Fisk and ends up battling Spider-Man who intervenes. And Peter, they end up really not fighting. Peter just kind of talks him out. He's like, look at your life. And kind of talks him out. He's like, what am I doing? And he ends up turning himself in. He just realizes he's been living his life wrong. Mm. I think this, if they go off that material, would be a great opportunity for them to switch up how they end a Marvel movie. Every we single don't movie. Get the big battle and he just gets beaten into submission. Maybe a young Peter. You know? Yeah, yeah. Out of the mouth of babes. They show him all the shit that's gone down. That yeah. This isn't the way to deal with whatever you're upset about. Yeah, no, that, that would be really cool. Especially since uh, I dug in Civil War Peter's little speech to Tony about great power and great responsibility without saying those words was also essentially saying like Tony could be an addict to your friends. You yeah. Got the power don't, you know, abuse mm-hmm. it. And we could be like, look at all the things that have happened from this shit. Look at New York, look at Sokovia, look at all the stuff that's happened. Why are you doing this? Totally. One, one recommendation. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you dudes have this, but I, this is how I kind of want to wrap it up. So if 
if you're leaving the theater and you liked the, the movie, we talked a little bit about Spidey, but maybe each of our favorite Spider-Man comics or stories to go jump into the universe a little bit more. So think oh, about man. like just yeah. a Spider-Man Blue is like my all-time favorite Spider-Man book. Oh, and that's what I was God, gonna recommend so too. Good. And it's got the Vulture in it too. Yeah, it does. It um, so tell us about that. No, okay, don't tell me how to live my life. Fuck um, no, I was gonna say that one. That one's a good one, but like this, the the <laughs> Civil War Spider-Man run is really fucking good. Mm-hmm. And doesn't yeah. is it that or is it another book? I lose track. But there's one where like the Vulture shows up and he's way stronger than he used to be. Is that yeah, a recent story? That is, uh, no, that was man. I'm I, I remember Peter's title. like was that the Mark Miller run? No, it's like the return. I think it was during. It was either directly before slot or the very beginning of slot. I remember reading it and like Peter can't hang with like Vulture's yeah. kind of fucking him up. Oh, he's super strong. I think he feeds off energy, if I'm not mistaken, something along those lines. I can't. I debated putting it on this list, and now I can't remember <laughs> the title. But, like, it's so out of the realm of anything they're going to be doing within this movie that I decided to leave it alone because it's not Adrian Toomes. It's, like, a protege. Oh, okay. And he's actually enhanced in some way. And yeah. so I decided to leave it off the list. And for the life of me, it's not coming to me now. Yeah, yeah. No, I can't remember either. Good, I'm going to ruin your brains. You son of a bitch. All right, Tom. Uh, I've got two. Um, so Miles Morales. Um, I really like the Ultimate Spider-Man run of Miles Morales. It's probably one of the few Spider-Man comics that like, I really, really got into. I think I bought like 25. Like, I think I st- stuck with it for like 25 issues before I just stopped buying comics. Um, so that one I really liked. And a spinoff of that that I think is just a really fun read was uh, Spider-Man. And that was the five yeah. issue where Mysterio basically sucks them into an alternate dimension where Peter Parker was dead. Yeah, so the 616 so, Spider-Man goes into the Miles Morales. Universe. That's right, yeah. And so he's like reconnecting with all of these people that thought he was dead. So it's kind of like emotional, but it's also really fun. Also, Gwen Stacy's not dead in that series. That's right, Which yeah. was kind of a trip for him. So it's, it's just a fun little like five issue jaunt that I really enjoyed. Which is interesting you bring it up because they're doing another Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2. Oh. So that might be worth picking up for yourself. Yeah, it might be a good read. So I know it might be tough, John. You can name more than one if you need to, but oh, what would you so tell many. people to jump into? I mean, Spider-Man Blue, obviously, which they've just started reprinting in the last oh, nice. year, so you can get it as a trade paperback again. I, I think highly, mine's gone. Yeah, I bought the single issues about a year and a half ago because I couldn't. I didn't have my trade out here and I wanted to reread it. So remind me what Spider-Man Blue is about. Um, I mean, it's just a, I don't want to say origin story, but it, it gets to the core. So it was a. It's a lot of stories. Yeah. Help me out with the names. Who did so all Jeff those? Jeff Loeb and Tim Thank Sale. You. They Loeb did, and Sale. They did a Hulk Gray, Daredevil Yellow, and uh, Spider-Man Blue. I mean, you're right. Captain it was, America White. Yeah. Did they do recent. Yeah. They, it they came out. out two years yeah. ago. It was, it was really, really good. Really, it just yeah. took they, a long fucking time. They to did come one out. issue and then Marvel put the series on hold and then they just brought it back. It literally ran while I was working at Night Flight. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give them to you. It's See, fantastic. I've got them in my long boxes to too. It. You can borrow them. Yeah. So if I recall, they, those, so. Those Some always backup. those guys are great. They did like Batman Long Halloween, and that's what the Nolan movies are kind of based off of. Is a lot of the Jeff Loeb stuff. They really get it the best. If the a book says Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale on it, you buy it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're Catwoman. I didn't even know that exists. I just found that recently. It is so great. They did that for a while too, right? Yeah, it was fantastic. So Spider Man Blue. Um, 
Well, like with most of these books, they get to the core of the character. They define the internal struggle of that character, in my opinion, with the Marvel series. Um, Hulk Ray was all about, you know, love versus anger between Betty and his hatred for himself mm. and her father to a lesser extent. Uh, Cap White was all about, you know, being a stranger in a strange world. Oh, that's right. Yep. Mourning his losses from previous life. Sure. And with Spider-Man, it's kind of mourning his relationships and how being Spider-Man has affected him is what I took away. Well, from it's it. also like the yeah. loss of Gwen Stacy, the finding, but struggles with Mary Jane Watson, his relationship with Aunt May and Harry and Harry. Yeah, yeah just kind of mm-hmm. like how everything he's done has defined him and made him change the way he does things. Yeah, and... I think this is like yeah. the fifth time that that book has been brought up on oh, this yeah. podcast. At I least. should probably buy it and read it at it's some point. Fantastic! I love yeah. Spider-Man. I believe it was Rain. R-E-I. Oh, that's right. that was like the Dark Knight Spider-Man story. It was like the end of Spider-Man. Yeah, that was fucked up. I loved that series. I mean, Craven's Last Hunt, obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The entire Straczynski run of Amazing Spider-Man. Was it amazing or was it spectacular? It was, no, it was that's amazing. Right. He started on Amazing number 30. Oh, my God. I and mean, you can get that. Thing, it gets weird, but it is so good. That's the stuff with more. And they're doing ultimate collections of that. I think there's four volumes in total. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's great stuff. Um, and then just because this is when I started reading, but the Maximum Carnage series. Uh, yeah. Although yeah, not the best, best. Yeah, not the best written stuff, but I think it really gets yeah. to the heart of but who Peter Parker is. Maximum Carnage mm-hmm. still also might be the best Spider-Man game ever made. That was a nice. damn good game. Yeah. With oh, the, who is it? Was the it Cletus? Green Jelly or whatever? Oh. Was the, it had a rock soundtrack that <laughs> yeah. was exclusive to it, <laughs> which was a big deal back then. Um, and it fits in. I mean, with the characters they bring into Maximum Carnage are kind of dominating what we're seeing today. It's Captain America, mm-hmm. Iron Fist. Yep. And his cheesy costume, 90s costume, yep. with the big collar. And the well, and it does seem like the, the Venom booties. stuff is probably going to go that route too if they follow through with it. Yeah. Uh, from what I've heard, it's pretty much Venom is going to be Spider-Man. He will be a protagonist and Carnage Venom is to Spider-Man as Carnage will be to Venom, essentially. Right. I think. And Venom's never well in the Ultimate Universe. It's different, but in the Six One Six, he's not really a bad guy. He's like chaotic neutral. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. He doesn't like Peter, and there's a lot of reasons he doesn't want like Spider-Man to live. And he he kills people, and that that's how he like dishes out justice. But he tries to, you know what I mean? He's not just like an evil guy. Oh, right? Eddie Brock has done a lot of good. Mm-hmm. I mean, even in, do you remember, uh, oh, what was the issue number? You read Spider-Man when you were younger, correct? Uh-huh. So do you remember when they had the like big holographic glossy covers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, God, there was one, Venom had kidnapped a returned uh, Peter's parents were back from the dead. I remember and this. He kidnapped, remember. He's like trying to save them from their son. <laughs> and he virtually almost kills him. But like he thinks he's doing the right thing because Peter's yeah. such a disaster to everyone he gets close to. <laughs> it was a Which good Eddie Brock story. Yeah. And, and just I mean, for those... It just shows he's like a misguided yeah. protagonist. And, and I just want to yeah. clarify just in case you're listening and you're listening and you're not familiar with Spider-Man. Eddie Brock is Venom. Oh yeah, thank Just, you. Yep, Eddie Brock is Venom. New guy one note. of many Venoms. Yeah. So I will wrap the original. up. Original. 
I'm gonna just pick a couple because we get. I think John and I, especially, we could talk about Spider Man for a fucking day. So, um, anything with the Ultimate Spider Man, whether it's Miles Morales or the Peter Parker, that stuff's all great. I think it, it Bendis can be a little wordy, but it's is really good. Um, and then another one that I'd forgotten about until we were just talking because you guys kind of hit all some of my favorites. There was a run, uh, Spectacular Spider-Man, and I can't remember if it was Jenkins that was writing it, but I know Humberto Ramos was doing the art. And I really like that one. It doesn't tie into these movies as much, but the I don't know if you read this one, John. What was the... Oh. So the idea is like Eddie Brock is dying of uh, oh, yeah. cancer. Read all of them. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right, so. so Eddie Brock's dying of cancer, and you come to find out that the symbiote like feeds off of adrenaline, and it's been sucking him dry. And the reason the symbiote's obsessed with Peter Parker is because he's superhuman, so he has all the adrenaline to, to keep feeding the symbiote. And so Eddie Brock is um, dying, and it's his last days, and just the way that Peter Parker deals with that. And then right after that, there's a Doc Ock story that's really good, too. Um, highly recommend any of these things that we've talked about. I need Start to, with Spider-Man Blue, though. I need to backtrack for a joke. Based on what you just said and listening to the Adventure Zone, I would never trust somebody named Jenkins. Continue. That's true. It's true. Thanks, Tom. You're welcome. Nick's disappointed. I just don't get it. All right. Jenkins is in earlier episodes, but he can't be trusted. That's true. Well, thanks, everybody. I hope everybody enjoys the movie, and I'm sure we'll talk about that next go-around. This episode has been brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery, located at 94 East, Fort Union Boulevard in Midvale, Utah. Please make sure to like and rate us on iTunes. Be sure to check out our friends through being cool. Catch you guys next week.